Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Beautifully Complicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sheena, and I am so glad to have you join in and listen to the show today. In segment one, what's happening now, I'm talking about what's already underway in the new year and what we can look forward to seeing in politics, pop culture, and beyond. In segment two, self-care, it's time we focus in on creating an intention for the new year instead of just resolutions. In segment three, Black Excellence, I'm spotlighting our forever first lady, Michelle Obama, with the release of her new book, Becoming. In segment four, The Biz Corner, I want to share three quick tips on revolutionizing your business using social media. No friend host this week, so grab your tea and let's talk. Segment one, what's happening now? Happy New Year! It's 2019! As my fellow church women and men would say, we made it over! Thanks everyone for tuning into the first episode of 2019. It'll be a brief one, but hopefully still impactful. That is my intention. So let's get right down to it. So on Thursday night, January 3rd, the first two parts of the six part series of Surviving R. Kelly aired on Lifetime, and the Twitter timeline was full of thoughts on the information being shared. The allegations against R. Kelly are jarring with claims of sexual assault and predation of minor girls over many, many years. The first night of the series focused on the early years of the 90s and his relationship with the 15-year-old minor and singer Aaliyah. Friday night saw more interviews and focus on his alleged acts as the Pied Piper in the early 2000s, including the infamous sex tape, which is more so child pornography, the case against him with the 21 counts of child pornography in Chicago, as well as in Miami, as well as his release because he wasn't he was acquitted and found not guilty on those charges because the jury is ridiculous. This episode um, that I'm recording right now of the Beautifully Complicated podcast is being recorded on Saturday morning, January 5th. So I haven't watched the last two parts yet. Um, I probably won't be able to watch it. I have a lot of stuff to do today. But I've just, from what I saw, um, I already wasn't a fan of R. Kelly because of all of the allegations that have been out against him for many, many years. And a lot of the evidence that surrounds it that points to 
um, what is something that we all really do know to be truth about him. And I haven't obviously been one to listen to his music, but after watching the series the last couple of days, the last few episodes of it, I am just absolutely disgusted. I am disturbed. I have no feelings whatsoever of remorse for whatever may come of any of this for him. I pray that his career finally is ended. I pray that people finally wake up and see that they cannot continue to support someone who is a serial predator because of the many allegations of horrible things and acts he have done to little girls, teenage girls. I just can't. Um, you know, I knew about the Leah relationship and Aaliyah is one of my favorite artists. When she died, I took it very, very hard because I was a huge fan of hers. And, uh, you know, him marrying her at such a young age when she was about 15 years old and apparently her being pregnant by him, that that already creeped me out. I was very disturbed by that. Um, the Age Ain't Nothing But The Number song and, and him being in the background on the album cover it was just all very, very creepy and disturbing. But I don't think I really grasped the, the just the brevity of it all, you know, just how deep it really, really was and how absolutely sickening it is. I remember when I I was in high school when the tape came out of him peeing on the girl and I don't recall knowing that she was 14 I knew she was a minor and I knew she was young but I don't remember hearing that you know she was 14 years old obviously that was in the news I was in high school so I probably really wasn't absorbing as much of the information about it as I could but I remember people passing this tape around and hindsight being 2020 I never watched it so I don't know Everything that's going on on the tape, I've heard about it. But hindsight being 2020, it was literally child pornography that people were distributing and watching as if it was just some random pornography between two consenting adults. And it was not. It is absolutely disturbing, even if the little girl uh, consented to it. And I don't know how you can consent as a 14 year old to such acts or as a 15 year old to such acts. I just don't know when your brain's not even completely developed yet. You shouldn't even be in a position where people should acknowledge that as consent. But you know, I just I remember that tape being such a huge deal and being sold everywhere. You could buy it at like the barbershop or at the swap meet or, you know, all these little stands and crap all over the cities. And people just absorbed it as if it was no big deal. And now being a 33 year old grown woman, I am absolutely exhausted by that and disgusted and just in such a disturbed place just thinking about the acts that were performing this little girl and to hear the story of the other girl who was there um for some of the sexual acts that happened and her you know talking about her intimacy with that little girl who she did not know as a little girl at first it's just mind-blowing and what he had them involved in and what he's alleged to be doing I have to be careful for legal reasons but it's just it it blows my mind you know and it, I am I am disturbed <laughs> like there literally is no other word to describe it and watched last night and they walked through the trial phase of uh that happened and how they drug out the trial before they got a court date like four years after he was charged and uh really in a way so that once 
if the girl got on a stand, when she got on the stand, the 14 year old, she would be an adult and there would be no uh, reason for the jury to truly empathize with her because they wouldn't be able to see her as a little girl at that point. And, you know, it was just disturbing. Even though the little girl did not come forward, her family did not come forward. Her aunt came forward, who was Sparkle the singer. And who was, she was the one who had pinpointed that as her niece who was in the video. But her family was basically what seems to me to have been paid off. And her the little girl stepped uh, her dad ended up being like the guitarist or whatever for R. Kelly. It's just, you know, it's insane. And I think about just how in black culture black girls and black women are really an afterthought and that was a reminder of the fact that what we feel and what we go through really isn't something that people feel deserves or needs to be amplified and our stories are often dampened and I am just saddened that so many people let down these young girls seeing many men black men ashy black man because these ain't real black men that's how I feel like you are not an ally to your own women it's such a problem with that but anyway some of these black men on Twitter and on social media like oh well you guys are demonizing R. Kelly and you know it's just another way to just uh, tear down the black man and he's got so much power and you just everybody wants to tear him down and what about uh what about Harvey Weinstein and what about these all these other white men it's like okay yeah but they also are being called out like Les Moonves all these white men are being called out and are actually you know there are documentaries coming out about them and there's been lots of focus on them more focus on them than it has been on what R. Kelly has done to black girls in his community or have alleged have done to black girls in our own community like these men have been in the forefront and have been have been got they've gotten their limelight and they are still getting limelight harvey weinstein is someone who is constantly in the media and always been talked about and is literally going to court soon for the things that he's done and but their reaction is we got to protect the person who is probably the sexual predator instead of protecting the young girls who were harmed by him. And that's just such a disturbing thing. It's so sad, you know, and we, we just have to do better as a community. I want more for us as a community. We shouldn't feel that we have to protect someone because of what they have brought into the culture. We should say, well, let's amplify others who are doing great things for the culture and who also are able to who are not problematic and who aren't harming other people within our within our culture. You know, we we need to make sure that we are protecting those people and uplifting those people and celebrating those people instead then instead of having to protect someone who is actually doing predacious things against people in our own culture or people outside anybody, I don't care who they are, that you are, you know, a predator of. But we don't do that. Well, some some of us, some don't do that and that's just it's sick um he is deserving of all the attention he's getting right now for this and uh i i really hope that him and the people who have surrounded him who have enabled this who look the other way who knew what's been going on and decided to just mind their own business in a sense instead of being thoughtful about how these young girls being harmed i hope they all get their just due uh, they all deserve their day in court for what's been what has happened and what is going on and still going on um 
then tonight's episode, the last two parts of the series is focusing on the sexual cult aspect of it, the sex cult aspect and the girls being basically kept uh, in different houses and compounds or whatever and not being able to leave and being starved if they are being disobedient and all these other things. So uh, that's really what the last parts of the series is focused on. So we're going to see what happens. You know, we'll see if there is a uh, any type of action for what has happened so far and hopefully uh, we rally around our young girls and uh, show that we do care and we want to make sure that they are protected at all times because right now Malcolm X words are being very true which is you know the most unprotected person in America is the black woman and it's really just showing its ugly head right now as being very much so true So we have to do better and see that people are being held to account for their actions. And we need to make sure we're not just so quick to to call the girls fast because they are, you know, around these older men. But we need to recognize the fact that older men, grown men, grown men should be able to say that this isn't okay and you should not be in my presence and you need to go on somewhere little girl instead of us saying that little girl needs to have agency over herself we need to focus on the fact that that grown man should have agency over himself a little girl a little girl who is, does not have a fully developed brain and cannot even process fully what they are doing and the complete actions that surround what's happening should not be the ones who are being held to account and unfortunately that's who so many people in our community decides to hold to account so R. Kelly's trash and I hope you guys choose to mute R. Kelly on a lighter note but sticking with the music industry Beyonce and Jay-Z are urging their fans to try veganism so as a vegan I'm here for this I think their use of their platform to spread information and knowledge on a plant-based diet and its ability to have a positive impact on our communities is great we need more people coming out and talking about the benefits of the diet and how it can truly transform how we all live and address many of the health concerns that are plaguing the black community specifically um, B&J pinned the forward for Beyonce's personal trainer, Marco Borges' book, The Green Print. An excerpt of their pen writing states, quote, We used to think of health as a diet. Some worked for us, some didn't. Once we looked at health as the truth instead of the diet, it became a mission for us to share that truth and lifestyle with as many people as possible. Let's take this stand together. Let's spread the truth. Let's make this mission a movement. Let's become the green print. Now, I don't know if the Carters are full time vegans or take up plant based dieting sporadically, but I appreciate the move. However, many fans did not. As always, plenty of people felt attacked by their diet choice and joked about the recommendation from B&J. It's unfortunate that so many people choose to not even try something different. Veganism may not be for everyone for whatever reason, but I don't see the harm in trying it out and seeing the benefits that you may reap from it. So shout out to J&B for their endorsement of it. And I hope some people were inspired to make a lifestyle change. Finally, in politics, because let's face it, it's almost impossible to live in America without some discussion of it. 
Well, the House is officially led by Democrats as they are now the majority and Nancy Pelosi has taken the speaker's gavel. The Democrats not only took over the House, but they did it with one of the most diverse classes to date with Native Americans, Muslim Americans, more African-Americans, LGBTQ Congress people, young people. The Dems came with a coalition of newcomers elected by the people that is truly representative of the makeup of the people. Whereas Republicans, well, they had a few white women. So that was their diversity. They have a few injured veterans. So that's good. But mostly it's just more white men. So anyway, with the seating of this new Congress, Democrats now have subpoena power. And well, y'all's president is shaking in his boots. Maxine Waters, Elijah Cummings, Adam Schiff and others can now request to see any and everything that the Trump administration or campaign has been involved in and can start hearings. This corrupt president will now see some real pressure being applied with accountability now being at the forefront with the House that doesn't bow to him, but instead do their jobs as an equal branch of government. I think this will be an interesting year with House investigations moving alongside Mueller's investigations. Also in politics, the U.S. government is shut down right now because Trump is throwing a temper tantrum about funding for a wall that he told he told the American people that Mexico would pay for. So for the past two weeks, the U.S. government has been shut down. All non-essential employees have been told to not come to work. Parks and museums around the country are closed. And essential employees, like some TSA folks, are currently working without the benefit of pay. Trump is holding the government hostage after first stating he would sign the last bill that passed through the Senate unanimously to fund the government in late December. He said he'd sign it. And then his ignorant, hateful, unofficial advisors in public media, mostly talk radio, stated he was going back on his word on the wall. So then he flipped and decided to not sign the bill. He shut down the government. One week prior to the shutdown, he told Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer that he would take responsibility for the shutdown. Now he's blaming them because he's an idiot. What I don't get is how his ignorant base are saying he went back on his word when what he originally promised was Mexico paying for that dumb wall, not us, the American taxpayers. Now we know Mexico's not paying for that wall either, but that was his promise. Now he wants our coins, our money for an archaic wall that is ineffective. It's absolutely insane. Listen, there is 95% of the budget for CBP that has not been used that could help with border security. That's getting the necessary technologies to put at the borders, all of our borders, to ensure that our borders are secure. Not a wall. The Democrats have outlined a plan for funding border security as long as there is no funding to a wall because it's ridiculous and it won't work. Trump doesn't want it. He wants a wall because he's planned politics for his base instead of truly thinking of the government. Once the Democrats took over the House on Thursday, they introduced and passed legislation identical to the one the Senate passed unanimously. The Senate, led by Republican Mitch McConnell, now refuses to take it back up for a vote and calls it a non-starter. The same one they voted for two weeks ago. Instead of opening the government up and putting 800,000 people back to work and paid 
work in their government jobs, the Republicans want to play along with Trump's antics. Well, Nancy Pelosi said he's not getting any money for a wall. So we shall see how this goes. Plenty of things happening. We'll keep our eyes peeled and ears open. We are another step closer to regaining regaining democratic power and saving our democracy from this decline to authoritarianism by a narcissistic septuagenarian. Let's keep focused, stay engaged, and make sure we're ready when elections roll around again to make our voices heard again and save America. Segment two, self-care. It's a new year, so every year when January 1st rolls around, many of us start talking about our resolutions, what we are resolving to do or see for ourselves in the new year. Well, this year, I want us to think about intention. I spoke about intentions in a past episode, and I feel it is such an important thing to focus on. I want to call it out as we start out the new year as a method to use as we navigate through life this year and beyond. I'm not one to really make resolutions. I usually have more of a mantra for the year. That mantra really is my intention that I'm setting for myself. For instance, going with the flow is one I had a couple of years ago. Uh, living beyond fear was another I had previously. It's something that I want to do, but I can incorporate all throughout my life in different areas. I want you to think about the intention behind your resolutions. What is it that you want to do? And then ask, what is the why? Now, what is the deeper why? What is the truest intention in it? Sometimes it's as simple as being our best selves. That requires you to live a more healthy life, take care of your finances, go after your dreams, whatever. It covers so much. Think about what you really want out of this year and set that as your intention. You have many and you can have many intentions with it, but you want to have a core intention. Many actions throughout our day, our week may require us to think about intention so we can determine if it is what we really want to do or aligns with our own personal why. As you navigate the next few days of this new year, do some journaling, brainstorming, meditating, praying and go deep within to identify your truest intention and align your goals or resolutions with it. Let's start this new year strong, focused, and determined to continue to improve our lives and smash some goals. Segment three, Black Excellence. Well, listen, I don't know if I've spotlighted this woman yet, but it doesn't matter because 2018 should have showed us that she was the uh, epitome of excellence. Michelle Obama, former First Lady of the United States and forever First Lady for so many of us, released her new book, Becoming, at the end of 2018 and literally smashed it in book sales, reaching over 3 million sold by the end of the year and reigning as number one on New York Times bestsellers list. Mrs. Obama's book tour allowed her to meet and greet with the best across industries as well as students and youth in inner cities who wouldn't otherwise be able to connect with a woman of such stature. She reminded all of us of why she is the greatest and deserving of all of the accolades. Mrs. Obama's book, Becoming, is her memoir detailing her life from childhood to beyond the White House and how she was able to become who she is authentically. 
It's a beautiful story of what it means to just be yourself and soar in life through your own authenticity. Not looking for others' validation, but recognizing that you validate you. It's a story that I recommend you read. It's a story I would share with my daughters. It's a story and sons. It's a story that we all could use right now and beyond. It's empowering, powerful, and insightful. One of the best memoirs, nay, probably the best memoir I've read to date. And it's written by America's first black first lady from the south side of Chicago and humble beginnings who charted a course for herself that so many of us can loud and celebrate. Michelle Obama is my chosen woman of black excellence. Segment four, the biz corner. Social media. It is probably one of the best tools we have as small business owners because it gives us so many with little disposable means to be able to still reach a great audience to gain some traction in their relative area. It's a way to reach your target market without breaking the bank. Billions of people use social media every single day with the largest concentration existing on Facebook. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and many other platforms at our fingertips that we can use to spread the word about our products or our services. If you're not already using it, I recommend you starting a page on one of the platforms based on where you know your audience is. I recommend either Facebook or Instagram and begin to showcase your brand. So I want to give you three quick ways to get your message out on social media. One, ads. So ads are incredibly cheap, but they are a quick way to reach a market with fewer dollars. The trick to ads are to have popping images that capture the eye of your target market. This, of course, requires you to know who exactly your buyer is. Make a good detailed outline of what that person looks like. And I mean detailed. Know about their lives, likes and dislikes, age group, where they hang out. Know them well. That way you can create a profile that better works to lay your ads in their feeds. Ads can be powerful. With smaller budgets of, let's say, $100, you can run a couple of weeks of ads that can reach thousands of people and allow engagement to your page and website or store. Don't forget to use engaging words that describe what you're selling or capture their attention. If you know your audience, it's easy to craft the message that also aligns with your brand. Number two behind the scenes. So make your brand human, make it accessible, make it something people can relate to. The more human your posts, the more likely people will engage and feel more comfortable with your brand. Show images and videos of the brand behind the scenes. Write posts that are in plain language that your market can relate to. Post often enough that people feel like they know your brand and are more likely to purchase. Number three, customer testimonials. Customers post to interactions word of mouth with your brand is major. When other consumers see someone using your product or talking up your service, others begin to recognize it as something that may work for them too. Ask your loyal customers if you can share what they have posted about your brand when they're using your products or chatting up the service you provided for them. Customer testimonials that are organic are great and give others more comfort to new customers. So those are three quick tips on how you can use social media to your advantage. This isn't even close to being exhaustive, but it is a start. I'll offer up more tips in my newsletter emails in the coming weeks. So make sure you subscribe to my email list at SheenaHunt.com. S-H-E-E-N-A-H-U-N-T.com. 
Well, folks, that's the show. It's 2019 and it is beyond time for us to take it and seize each and every day as best we can. We can make this year into what we want it to be by being intentional, focused and continuing to move forward. I told you this would be a quick one, but we covered a good amount of topics. In segment one, what's happening now? We talked about the surviving R. Kelly docuseries, the new Democratic House, and the Trump shutdown. In self-care, the focus was all on setting intentions for the new year and in our goals and actions. In segment three, Black Excellence, it was all about putting the spotlight on our forever floatist, Michelle Obama, as she celebrates the success of her amazing book, Becoming. Finally, in segment four, the Biz Corner, I gave three quick tips on using social media to your advantage to grow your business. Make sure you subscribe to my email lists for more tips, information, offers, and insight at SheenaHunt.com. If you haven't already, make sure you like the Beautifully Complicated podcast page on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. Follow me, Sheena, your host, on Instagram and Twitter at SheenaD1. Or you can check out my website, SheenaHunt.com. Like the show, rate, subscribe, and share with family and friends. Make sure you continue the conversation from the show on our page or with those around you. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay connected, stay fabulous, and always remember the best life is beautifully complicated. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.